Thanks everybody for coming to Natchi TV. My name is Ben Gramico. I'm from InterNACHI and I host Natchi TV where we have free live webinars. Um, they're interactive, but they're also video recorded. So you can watch this. Maybe you're watching this right now on YouTube. Um, today, we have a special guest. How do you get to the special guest and register for a webinar? Well, you go to Natchi TV, N-A-C-H-I dot TV, and you click the big register for free button. And we have a bunch of upcoming live webinars and they're free and they're open to everybody you can be a member of internet you don't have to be a member of internet it's it's okay and today we have a really good topic with a special guest um, we have nathan thornberry how to destroy it's all caps complaints and um, we'll talk to nathan nathan is the ceo of residential warranty services we're gonna talk about a broad range of topics, including how to reduce liability and handling complaints. And actually, I was talking to an inspector this morning. Um, we have a, a lot of inspectors who visit the House of Horrors in Boulder, Colorado. And it was actually Ray, so I'm gonna uh, share his name because he, he said I could. And uh, Ray has a complaint. Um, he received the letter through the mail and he wants to know what uh, my advice for him would be. And so we are talking about today's webinar and he actually is a client of uh, Residential Warranty Services. He has the premium package and maybe Nathan can talk about that. Um, and also he is a buyback guarantee participant. So InterNACHI has a buyback guarantee, will buy the home back if your client has a problem. And he has all this stuff uh, I asked them, why, why do you have all these things? Why do you enroll in the buyback program and residential warranty services and all that other stuff? And he says, so I don't have to worry about anything. So that's kind of like one of the benefits, I guess. That's what I've always done in my business. I always wanted to just have a lot of fun doing inspections and not have to really worry about complaints. And that's what we're going to talk to Nathan today about. So um, let me give control to Nathan of the webinar. If I can do it on my side, I'm usually pretty good at this. So Nathan, are you there? I am here and uh, ready to talk about Ray and his situation. And it's not an unusual situation, unfortunately. It's not uncommon that inspectors get complaints. And we're going to talk today about every type of complaint, every level of severity. And we're going to put it in the context of what I call the complaint funnel. Uh, and we'll talk about the buyback guarantee and we'll talk about uh, your videos. Actually, I had that on my list of things to talk about as well. Um, and I'd like to jump right in. But, you know, sure. before I do, Ray, I don't hide, man. I'm on, <laughs> you know, social media, you know, just search my name. You'll find everything colorful. Uh, but you can always email me, Nathan at Nathan.tv. And if you're one of 5,700 plus home inspectors out there that have any of our packages of warranties and you get the complaint, whether it's a minor complaint, whether it's just a PR issue, whether it's a legal issue, and, and we'll talk about all of them here today on, uh, on a high level, um, you know, send me a note. We have a team that deal with this. We have the largest legal staff in the industry. We have the largest claims and complaints staff in the industry. We have people that review things uh, with us every single day, and I'll talk a little bit about some of those folks. But let's start with this funnel 
to see where Ray and where any complaint you might be dealing with or might deal with in the future is. So uh, let, let's start at the top of this funnel uh, of you know the way that you get rid of complaints. And I know I have the uh, Priority Lab, Inspector Lab report on the screen. Uh, don't worry about that for the moment. I'll throw some other stuff on there. Um, but everything starts with one thing, right? It's a good home inspection and a good home inspection starts with good knowledge. So little known fact, we have the largest home inspection call center in the industry by number of accounts that we answer for. We have nearly 100 people in our call center. And you know what they're required to do, Ben? This is a, a very interesting, fun fact for people. When, when I hire somebody in a call center, you know, they're, you know, they might make 15 bucks an hour, or, you know, or whatever. They, they, they might be 20 years old. They might live in an apartment. They may have never experienced a home inspection. So there's two things that we make them do. We make them go online. We have accounts. We make them watch the InterNACHI online videos first, you know, just kind of the basics. What is a home inspection? You know, that sort of thing. A lot of them starring you. Uh, then we make them go as well and watch some of the videos that are free over at homeinspectionuniversity.com as well. And those are free for everybody, just like InterNACHI members get, you know, InterNACHI stuff for free there. And we found the combination is amazing. And if you're looking to have the best experience for your clients, it would, you know, start with you being a good inspector and raise a good inspector, of course. But, uh, you know, let's talk about one other thing that, that contributes to that. And that would be live classes. I mean, it's cool to watch us on video and we do an okay job when we're online. I, I certainly have been doing it for a long time um, and you as, as well. Um, but, you know, go to a conference. Uh, this September, we have a conference in Vegas and I threw the schedule up on the board. You can see, uh, uh, see this at inspectionsuperconference.com. We have technical classes that you, know, you, you wouldn't necessarily think to go to, but we, we uh, schedule them for a reason. You know, we see the complaints. We're dealing with 150,000 plus policies per month here. We're dealing with between 15 and 20% of everything that happens in the industry comes through headquarters here. So we know the things that are hot buttons. We know the things that are, uh, that are hitting you uh, in the face. And Alan Carson, as an example, is doing a course on slate roofing. And then I believe I actually had him come back as well for uh, water heaters. I know this, it sounds like a basic concept, but there's a few things to know and water heaters have, have changed uh, more than furnaces and air conditioners. They've changed over the last 20 years and, and some of you need a, uh, to, to brush up on that. So always be educating yourself. That's the first part of the funnel. Have the best inspection report, have the, you know, note all the defects that are within and maybe a little bit beyond the standards of practice. That's where it starts. And then we get to the second part of destroying complaints, which means maybe not having as many in the first place. And that would be offering more services. This is the second best way to get rid of complaints. So if you're an InterNACHI member, or you have access to the internet and you go to Home Inspection University, or you go to Vegas and you see we have uh, advanced pool inspections with John Bolton, learn how to do pool inspections, learn how to do mold and environmental testing. You know, the inspectors that don't get complaints and don't get sued for mold, all have one thing in common. They offer mold testing. And if you go to uh, inspectorlab.com, I have a, a piece here that I wanna show you because you can go online and you can customize this mold menu. 
because it's not just enough to offer mold testing and just to have it on your uh, on your menu. You need to have it as something that's presented to the client. So we created this thing for you on site or an email. You can present it to the client and say, hey, you know, you see that thing that might concern you a little bit. We can do a surface test. Gosh, you smell something musty or you have a kid that's predisposed with asthma conditions and whatnot. We can do an indoor air quality test. And then maybe I, as the inspector, have you know gone through an assessor's course, feel like I'm um, I have advanced education in mold testing. Maybe I do indoor air quality testing with a full mold evaluation, assessment protocols, and that all that sort of thing. I can add that as an option too. But if if you offer it and they turn it down, that is a reason why they won't call you when they have a problem later in the first place and it's a great defense too uh, and same thing goes for outsourcing of items like let's just say that you don't want to deal with a lot of poo i particularly don't like poo <laughs> uh, you know from other people uh, or really my own poo i mean nobody likes poo <laughs> but some inspectors you know they offer sewer line inspections and guess what they have less problems with inspectors coming back to them on sewer line problems. So either do it yourself or figure out how to outsource it. And you should outsource and offer, you know, add to your list of services, things like elevators and handicap uh, accessibility stuff. Uh, I had an inspector, great big inspector, probably one of the top 25 inspectors in the country by volume call me just last month. Uh, you know, everybody's getting sued over uh, an elevator that was a handicap elevator up to uh, a patio in a backyard in Florida. Of course, it's Florida where everything happens. But you know, if if he had that as something that he offered and they turned it down, that would be a reason they might not call him into the situation. Now, on to the third part. The thir third thing you can do, the third best thing you can do to get rid of uh, any sort of problem is add to your professionalism. And I'm going to show somebody a page. If you go to uh, inspectorshop.net and you go to the print design, uh, click there and go through all the stuff that we offer. There are many pages of it. There's examples. When you go to a particular um, line item, like these leave behind cards, for instance, uh, you can take a quick look at that and see different examples of leave behind cards. Steal the ideas. Go, go to InterNACHI Inspector Outlet and have them design it if you want to. We work with them every day. They have all our logos if you're uh, a client of ours, and, and hopefully you will be someday uh, if you're not. But, you know, you need to have everything looking good from your uniform to your truck. Uh, I'm, I'm starting to, to really warm up to the idea of wrapping your trucks to what you leave behind, to what your inspection report looks like. Everything needs to be on you know, a 10 out of 10 on professionalism. 20 years ago was the last time we should have seen, you know, kind of the crappy brochures that just said, why to get a home inspection in, in black and white. You know, let's let's bring it to a much higher level. If you don't have a logo, get one for me, get one from InterNACHI uh, and put round logos on this stuff. And why do I say this? Why is this level of professionalism so important? It's because most of your complaints, most of them are from a contractor coming into a situation and, you know, maybe it's something you missed. Maybe it's something that's outside the SOP. Maybe it's something that has failed. That would be a warranty claim often is the case. But regardless of what the reasoning is, today the problem that the client has is that a contractor came into their house and said, I need to pay for my kid's college 
And so you have a $30,000 problem or you have a $10,000 problem or your inspector should have told you you needed all new HVAC equipment for you know $6,000 to $10,000. And the reason they get away with it and the reason then the client comes back to inspectors often is because you know the HVAC guy showed up in a giant truck that was well-branded. He's got the logos on his shirt. He's got his uniform. He smells good. These guys spray cologne on themselves before they go into the house. Like literally they are taught in these HVAC mastermind groups uh, how to do this. And when they come in, they have incredible amounts of credibility. And then you don't <laughs> like you were just there looking at the furnace. Like, yeah, that guy didn't know what he was doing. Clearly. Uh, I mean, you know, did you see his truck? <laughs> uh, it, it, it's not something that the guy has to say. It's the perceptive reality for the client. So you want to have this professionalism. Uh, and here's another thing with that level of professionalism. You want your website. And, um, you know, I, Nick and I brought this up on the uh, marketing tour uh, years ago in 45 different cities. You want a website that has so much credibility, so many, you know, logos and qualifications, such a resume that people don't even read it, they just weigh it. And you want the, uh, you know, everything you do to look to be on that level. Uh, now there's another part of that, of that professionalism that I'll get into later and it has to do with answering your phones, uh, but that's not in the first three, we're going on to number four. Now we need to understand why complaints happen so that we don't have an improper reaction. So again, education, knowledge and inspection and then what you offer, if you're not offering mold, you should not be running your own business. Honestly, the numbers speak for themselves. The stats are there. Mold testing is so cheap and heck, it, you know, it's free for a while with Inspector Lab. So sign up because you're going to make more money. You're going to reduce your liability and have more money to write checks, which is one of the later steps. But let's understand why these complaints happen. And again, we handle 150,000 plus policies per month through our system of all different kinds, whether it's one-year policies uh, that we sell at closing through the real estate transaction, uh, five-year roof leak protection claims, all of that. I have over 300,000 claims under my belt in the last 20 years, and almost none of them have had anything to do with the inspector really missing something. It happens, but almost none of them have anything to do with the inspector missing something if we were to go purely by the standards of practice, whether it be a licensed state standard of practice or the InterNACHI standard of practice. So when you get a complaint, the very first thing you need to uh, do, did I miss yep. something? No. Uh, so what are the complaints about if it's not about missing something? Well, it's about uh, a cost to the client. I mean, pure and simple. You can't take it personal because their reality is they have a contractor telling them that they need to spend $5,000 and you know, their expectation was that they would not have to spend that $5,000 when they, you know, when they signed on the dotted line and closed on the house. So, you know, it, it the, the idea and, and the, the defense to this for most inspectors is to take it personally in one way or another and go to, you know, one of the four biggest kind of, you know, bullcrap things in our industry that we tell ourselves. You know, the first one is, is when somebody calls you, don't take responsibility. You know, we hear this from, uh, you know, our amateur uh, lawyer inspector friends, uh, and they say, oh, if you take responsibility, you know, in any way, you're gonna, you're gonna really screw yourself. And it's never really been a defense or, uh, or a reason why somebody took anything further. Uh, the second thing is that, you know, they might use their, their contract language to defend it, and 
you know, we see the the issues that go to uh, to court, and we see the issues that go to E and O companies. The contract is incredibly uh, inert when it comes to defending these claims. Again, this is just about somebody has a problem. What was the cause? What was the proximate cause? Um, here's another, you know, kind of bullcrap thing is that you have to tell your E and O insurer the minute somebody sneezes. You know, it's not true. I'll get into more of that later. But you don't have to tell them about every damn issue, and you don't have to make everything like it's a legal case. Uh, and the last of the bullcrap. Uh, that we tell ourselves is that you need to set expectations. Newsflash, there are 350 million Americans uh, out there, at least 300 million of them are like, you know, legal here, legally citizens. And out of those, you have about one in seven families in houses that will move, uh, creating around 6 million real estate transactions. Uh, you could lump every bit of money from every inspector, all of their primary family members, every vendor, uh, everybody into a pot and spend it on marketing to change the expectations of consumers, it wouldn't change anything. So don't, don't focus on that. Instead, let's focus on the response to a complaint when we get it, because this is really just about you know, drawing the card. Today, they drew the card that said that they were going to have a $5,000 issue. So now we talk about responding to complaints. Ideally, and this is where the professionalism continues, you don't answer your own phones. If you are in the inspection business and you are running a business, you shouldn't be the one that answers your phones because immediately you're at a disadvantage if somebody's calling you with a problem. Uh, you've lost all credibility. You can't use your position uh, as CEO, as the general manager or whatever you call yourself to, to be the commander in chief of other people and, and come in and solve a problem and, and play good cop, bad cop. It just doesn't work. Um, ideally, also in responding to complaints, you can identify things that broke after the inspection very quickly and say, yeah, I have a warranty for that. Did you call in a claim? Yes or no? Okay. The answer was no. Call in a claim. It's covered. You know, that's the, that's the best magical answer to everything is I have a problem today. Here's a check. Damage is gone. Um, but last and certainly not least, is you need to either have a system or develop a system for processing anything that comes your way. Um, and systems are really important. And let me tell you why. If you go to uh, Disney World and you are in line to uh, meet Mickey or Minnie or uh, whoever, you'll notice that there are people that have come a long way. They've spent $200 for the day to have their kids uh, go to a park and really not, not have any good rides or anything like that. But they're willing to spend that two hours in line to meet, meet many because there are ropes on each side and here's the process. So you got to put people through a process. They understand process. And I'm not saying to make it as bad as Disney World, but I'm going to put on the screen right now uh, a process. And I'm encouraging you to either use this process existing or create a process for yourself. And it can be a process that you take on an intake basis, but you need to ask certain questions and I'm going to tell you why. First thing you do is get their information, obviously. Um, but the second thing you do is you ask them, when did you first notice the issue? This is the very first question you ask any complaint because that's going to tell them a lot uh, and it's going to tell you a lot. You know, was it noticed at a walkthrough or not? Uh, was it apparent at that walkthrough? Did you already consult a contractor or not? Some people call with just their own issues and maybe it was a buddy that told them they had a big issue. 
Then a, a really big one. And if you're an inspector and you don't understand the way that home warranties play into the real estate transaction, you need to understand this right now because we're talking 80 plus percent of all real estate transactions are including a home warranty from either myself or American Home Shield or 210 or HWA, et cetera. And if they have a home warranty and they've called in a claim, the way the warranty company is handling that claim pl plays into how much of a complaint they're creating for the inspector. And there's some crossover there. So you want to understand those policies and how they work. Um, but first, the first part is to know whether they have a policy and whether they've made a claim. Here's another interesting question that we've uh, started asking everyone because, uh, well, <laughs> we've learned our lessons many times over. You know, do you occupy the dwelling? Because if they don't occupy it, it might be under construction. That means they're taking down walls. They're exposing things that, you know, you would have had no chance to see. And as soon as you point that out to them, they might, you know, become reasonable. You're giving, with, with all these questions, you're giving them a reason to be reasonable today and to come up with the resolution that, that works for all. Uh, you want to know if the bank was, a, a home was ever bank owned and if it was sold as is. Why do we want to know if it was sold as is? Because... You noted stuff at inspection. You noted stuff that might have required further evaluation. And what the seller was asked to do as a part of the inspection contingency, which is done in you know almost every part of uh, the US and Canada as part of the real estate transaction with very few exceptions, um, that matters. You know, Did the buyer's agent say in response to the, uh, you have a heat exchanger with rusting and scaling needs further evaluation, was the response to have the unit cleaned and tuned or was the response to have it fully evaluated by a licensed HVAC technician? The answer to that is very crucial if somebody's you know, complaining about an HVAC problem. Um, another thing that comes into play is whether it was disclosed by the seller. Having a copy of that seller's disclosure on hand and reviewing it with the client, you know, we're kind of in reverse because we don't have an opportunity to really set expectations. That's a myth. We don't have any real opportunity to be involved in, uh, nor would it be uh, viable to be involved in the negotiations around the inspection contingency. So we kind of have to do, you know, some investigation afterwards and, you know, understand what, what happened. And then the other thing we want is we want pictures, whether you're on site or you're asking your client for it, give them a place to upload pictures uh, and upload, you know, invoices, quotes, et cetera, so that you can then you know, go over all of that. That is a really, really important part of all of this uh, is just understand the issue fully. M many inspectors get into trouble because they respond so quick. They, you know, they're, they're defensive one, and then they respond before they have uh, the full picture. Now, if you have an intake form like the one I just showed you, let me give you some stats on that. We have around 300 inspectors now that use that form on their websites. We call it a technical support form. Uh, and the way that works is it just becomes a part of their website. And if a client calls in with a problem, they talk to their office, they talk to the inspector, um, they refer them to that link. And then, uh, and then they, they fill out the form and some of them go away. About 30% at that point will go away immediately. And another half will go away with a few questions. I'm going to pause my um, my video here just because I don't see myself moving. So one moment here. <laughs> Let me take a look. 
All right. I was just frozen up for a second. Did you get everything okay. I said? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. All right. Well then, as long as you're getting it, I am good. Um, so the last part, after you go through this intake form and you say, Hey, look, you know, 30% of these things can, can go away as soon as you start asking questions, another half of what's remaining go away when, you know, when you come back with a clarifying question, like, Hey, the seller's disclosure said something about this. Did you look into it any further, et cetera. Another half of these issues are going to go away. Then, then you get to the po point of a resolution. And this is where, you know, if you really want to get rid of complaints and invest in your business in a meaningful way, it would be to write the damn check. <laughs> you know, whether it's the warranty company, like we do with our policies, we write these checks every day. Um, and we have packages that are cheap as free. We have the most expensive package we have is 25 bucks and it has, you know, a $25,000 coverage limit per inspection. Um, but you know, there's really no better response than this is covered with a warranty claim. You know, there's really no negative. It's just positive with an inspection complaint where you're being, um, you know, on the other side of the issue. They, the, the only position the client can take if you don't have a, a warranty in place is you miss this. And that has, you know, an implied negative, of course, but how you handle it matters. So if they, it, it, if as a part of that process, you go through this and say, gosh, you know, that was uh, a miss that was something that was unfortunate. I'm going to write a check and I'm going to write a check that makes sense to the both of us here. You know, you're going to be rewarded in the marketplace for that. And you're going to be rewarded, you know, in business that, you know, this doesn't go on to be being a legal issue or being an E&O issue all the time. Now, what if the issue is too expensive? Let's say that you have um, uh, an attorney that's hot, you know, you're, you have every indication that this is going to go legal or that it should be an E&O claim or that it's just too massive of a problem for you. Well, you know, you need to identify those very early on and get them onto your E&O company. But for the other ones, you want to go through a four part process once you have all of the information. The first part is, you know, is the diagnosis accurate? The second part is, is, is the prognosis or the fix accurate? And does it indemnify the client? Does it just make them whole from where they were? Or is a contractor selling them something that is, you know, way beyond an improvement? So let's knock it down to the indemnity. Then the third part is, you know, is the price reasonable? And, you know, as people in the industry, I think we have a pretty good idea of what the price, you know, could be or should be. So, you know, you might get involved in that process, send out a contractor, you know, and then the fourth part is to determine, you know, whether there's any fault from you, whether there's ever any coverage under a warranty. Sometimes on complaints, we'll find that it's really a homeowner's insurance claim and they need to make a claim there. So it's really identifying these things and helping the client. And if you, if you think of complaints as a, you know, another level of service in your business, you're going to have a much better time uh, figuring everything out. And, and having a, a, a good business model around those and, and not stressing yourself too. So that's pretty much what I got from how to handle complaints. Uh, did, did Ray happen to give any details about his particular situation there, Ben? Um, it was um, a mold issue. So there wasn't any mold in the crawl space. Um, he was not performing a mold inspection. Um, he does offer the service. And um, he wasn't able to see the, um, the property afterwards. Um, one of the things that we discussed was uh, try to revisit the property. And um, a lot of inspectors say that um, if they show up to the property, 
after somebody complains and they come to the property and take a look in in the back of their heads they don't want it to look really bad and that's actually well, a mistake you actually oh, want really? it to look terrible you want to you want to come to that property and go holy cow look at that from like 10 feet away that was that's just that's you want this thing on fire you want it leaking you want things exploding and sparking you want it to be so bad when you visit revisiting a, a property is fantastic especially if it's just in terrible shape why because things change and that would be proof that the condition of the home changed completely um, after the inspection so it's that's the advice we take i you know i i one of my notes to to make sure to mention today is like on this intake form on this technical support stuff you know we can handle 99% of everything but you know there's that 1% that's outlying that you know isn't eno level isn't legal level kind of stuff that um, it is worthwhile to go out and see i mean you know the first thing is is you know anybody who tells you not to go out and visit the property unless there is you know a clear legal threat unless there is something that you really shouldn't be there for because of some legal reason that's more specific than just, you know, generally don't go there. You should, and you should go out there and you should bring a contractor that you know and trust and, and get their take on it. You know, that it's just a level of service. Um, now, I, I, can't, I can't say that I've ever promoted the idea. I see the logic. I, I can't say I've ever promoted the idea of, you know, comparing a, a an issue to the house being on fire or being incredibly severe because you know I would say that could come in handy in the right scenario I would say most scenarios are where the contractor has already told them hey your house is on fire and we got to tell them no there's just a little bit of smoldering over there he's overblown the issue it's not a five thousand dollar issue it's a one thousand dollar issue let me get my guy out here to do that for you and by the way i'll refund your inspection fee for your trouble how does that sound and they say wow you're you know <laughs> this is the greatest experience we've had in home inspection ever um, cool. but i see the logic it's interesting so fred asks um nathan is this intake form part of the top program um it, it is a part of the top program so let me just tell you what that means for 350 yeah. bucks a month we answer your phones uh, part-time, so just when you're not available or full-time if you want us to be your office. We have the intake form. Uh, that intake form then sends notification to you, the inspector. It sends it to me. It sends it to our special escalations team, which now has three people in it, uh, Lane Clegg, Samantha Vance, and Phil, who we'll be announcing soon. Uh, and it also sends it to Mike Casey, uh, formerly of Casey O'Malley Associates, now the uh, handles this and, and is our director of education for Home Inspection University. Uh, and and the way it works is the complaint or technical support request or whatever comes to all of us, and very quickly my team can go, that's a warranty issue. We're just going to write a check. Let's just get rid of this for the inspector, and that that happens a fair amount of the time. Uh, the other ones that are like complaints about the inspector or the inspection process go to the inspector first. And he has the option of either uh, responding to it directly to the client, uh, giving our team some information so that we can respond to it. We're pretty damn good at it. Uh, we've handled uh, over 10,000 complaints just through that system in the last couple of years. Then uh, he can also ignore it completely. And if it goes for 48 hours without a response from you, the inspector, maybe you're on a cruise ship, maybe you're on a beach, um, maybe 
I don't know, whatever you do in your life, you're not there. So we're going to respond to make sure that the client has a response. Sometimes we'll punt those and kind of ask clarifying questions if we really need your input and we can't get with you. But usually we just handle the issue. And um, most all of our people authorize us to handle warranty claims, of course, if we're writing the check, but they'll authorize us to uh, offer the inspection feedback and anything beyond that we need to discuss with them. Um, I think your form is is hot. Dale Sanchez asks, is the form available? Is this intake form available? If so, where? I mean, you should be like uh, providing it or selling it or something. Just the well, form. Well, we do sell it. You know, uh, I would say join top. I mean, go to inspectionsuccess.net slash top and sign up for the free trial, you know, and, and do the free trial. And if you uh, love the form and you love the way that we're working it and, you know, you see the value in that, then continue with it. And if you don't, then, you know, take hints from the form, modify it for your purposes and build it out on, you know, on, on Google Docs. You know, I, I don't hold any uh, trademark or copyright to good customer service. Uh, if, if it's going to help an inspector that I haven't met yet to uh, reduce his complaints and, and uh, reduce his liability, you know, that's a, that's a good thing. But moreover, I hope it it gives inspectors the idea that we should be selling something more than just an inspection. You know, we're not there to, um, you know, test a few outlets, look at a few windows uh, and, and leave and say, gosh, whatever the, the condition was, that's it. You know, screw you. Don't call me again, client. No, we should have policies that cover things that break. We should be more useful to the real estate transaction. And that's why our clients do double to triple the average number of inspections per year of the average in the industry and do it for a higher fee on average. You know, the, the, the truth is there. You just, you know, follow in the right footsteps and try it for a month or two. And if it really doesn't work, then, you know, send me an email to Nathan at Nathan.tv and tell me how much it didn't work. In fact, don't even go to a website. Just send me an email. I'll take care of it. <laughs> cool. That, that's great, Nathan. Hey, um, so, there's your, uh, I'm putting your website up. It's in inspectionsuccess.net. So here's the, I don't have any more questions from the attendees, but I have a question for you. you what is the anything, What is the exclusive discount special offer for InterNACHI members? Ah, so um, if you go to, oh, there's, there's so many, you know, the problem is, is that Nick is very convincing, you know, and as he would say, uh, you know, it, by the way, you're sounding more and more like Nick every day. I, I do an okay Nick. I can I can turn into him if you'd like me to for the webinar. But um, you know, we do a uh, ten free lab fees at Inspector Lab for InterNACHI members. And you nice. can go to inspectionsuccess.net and just fill out the form and and get all of this. By the way, uh, we do three months on the top program. We do three months on call center. We'll do a call center trial for free. We'll actually answer your phones, book inspections and charge you nothing. We did, um, just last month alone, we booked something like three and a half, uh, 350,000 in, uh, in actual inspections on the books for inspectors as part of free trials. You know, that's a third of a million in free trial stuff. Uh, and we do the same thing with the, uh, with the warranties and recall check and everything else. We do a six month free trial on that. Uh, if you email me at Nathan at Nathan.tv. <laughs> Can you hold it up? There it is. <laughs> All right. Any last thoughts, Nathan? We really appreciate you coming by and talking to everybody on Etchy TV.
Um, I have a last thought. I'm, I'm, I yeah. promised to include something, and um, and I just uh, realized I neglected to do it. Um, yep. You know, like I said earlier, Inspector Outlet and Inspector Shop work together a lot. You know, we have all the InterNACHI logos ready to go for InterNACHI members and InterNACHI members that use Recall Check and 90 Day Warranty and these things. If they go to Inspector Outlet, they have all of our stuff as well. So, you know, we're we're probably the first or second, probably second, uh, on number of prints of that logo right there, that buyback guarantee. Uh, but there is one thing we are absolutely first in. Um, we are the number one buyer of buyback guarantees. And let me tell you how that comes about. Um, if you're a recall check 90 day warranty user and you want automatic submissions for your buyback guarantees, we do that. We do it as a service. We do it as a pass through and once a month, um, you know, uh, Nick and Lisa run my credit card for an obscene amount of money. And uh, the reason why inspectors do that is in this funnel that goes all the way down to E&O claim and legal, somewhere right before E&O claim, I think uh, is where I would put the buyback guarantee if you use that in your business. And, and let me tell you why I don't put it sooner. Uh, and and I'm, I'm happy to debate this point with you, Ben. Uh, I think that when a customer calls, if you can say, yeah, that's covered by a warranty, that's like the perfect answer right there. Like, yeah, here's your check. Uh, and I think that should come out of your mouth more often. Then there comes the, you know, the sympathy role and getting all the information and going out to the property and, you know, being the service level guy. I think sometime after that, when the person is going, you know, off the rails, you say, well, if you don't like it and you really don't like it, um, do you still have your moving boxes? Because my buddy Nick will buy the house, you know? And I think that that's a, it, it's a good backstop before all of this other nonsense. And I think for that reason, uh, you know, E&O insurers particularly, which most all of them endorse and, and promote our warranties, I think they should start to promote maybe second to that, the buyback guarantee. Your thoughts, Ben, and we can debate the hell out of it. <laughs> well, um, how about we have a, a little debate on a stage somewhere, maybe in the oh. future at a convention or an event? Sweet. So we can go. Sure, that'd be great for me. Awesome. Um, I think it's, oh, let's see. Ian has a question. I'll give one more question, then we have to, I think we've got to go. Okay. Um, oh, what, he's asking, what is the buyback guarantee for inspectors? Ian, I'll, ah. I'll talk to you later. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Nathan, again, it's an honor. Thank you for coming and sharing your time. I know you're a busy fella. You got all those businesses. Thanks for making uh, the inspection industry really interesting with all your products and services and for being vocal and for being a lot of fun. I appreciate you coming to the convention as well. It's, it's, it was really great to have so many um, of the best vendors and one of them being you. So thank you very much for uh, taking some time and talk to us. Appreciate it. My pleasure. It. Anytime. Thank you, Ben. All right. Bye, everybody.